My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Age of Jeremy podcast. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I'm the host of the Age of Jeremy podcast, and this is an Age of Radio original podcast. So thank you so much for joining in. And essentially, if this is your first time joining it, joining the Age of Jeremy podcast, I just want to thank you for joining um, or listening, I guess. And this podcast is essentially about learning more about the business world, learning more about the financial world, um, and also going on the journey with me on the businesses that I start and the things that uh, I try to do. So I hope that you can get a lot of golden nuggets or insights from this. And I uh, hope you have a good time. If you can make sure that you follow me on the social media, uh, you can follow Jeremy, uh, you can follow Age of Jeremy on Facebook. You can also follow Age of Jeremy on Instagram. And you can follow Age of Jeremy on TikTok. On Twitter, it is uh, Jeremy Q. Twitter account. And then also check us out on LinkedIn. That's just under Jeremy Quintanilla. Um, All the different social media platforms have all different kinds of content. So um, we encourage you to join all of them. Um, But most of them are structured around business and finance. So what I wanted to talk about today, today was really interesting for me for a couple of reasons. One, if you don't follow me on social media, or if this is your first time um, listening uh, to the show, I got into a car accident a few weeks ago. So I have type 1 diabetes, and I was driving home, and I uh, didn't, I was going to slow down to turn, but I didn't turn my signal on, and then I remembered that I needed to go to CVS to get some pharmaceuticals, which I think through the guy that was turning left off, he turned left. I ended up going straight and uh, I T-boned him and his truck tipped. It destroyed my car, uh, destroyed his car, uh, but State Farm, his insurance company, took the they took responsibility for it because he was the one that was ticketed, unfortunately. And I uh, tried to talk to the police and try to get him off of the ticket um, just because he was younger. And I know that that can be a detrimental when you're younger and it can put you back because of your cash and your position. Not saying that his position warranted that, just the way that I was thinking about it. One of the things that I live my life is most people make mistakes. Most people from uh, the life that I've had don't don't genuinely go out and try to hurt people, um, but shit happens. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, because we don't look out for each other uh, the way that we should, uh, that can, you know, affect our lives and that can put people in a difficult position. You know, um, that's one of the things when I look back at my life, I've, you know, had, you know, Uh, unfortunate situations that have put me back and I've had to grind my way out of them. But the way that I look at it is that that grinding out of it's good for you. And I, I encourage people to do that, but not everybody's made of that. And, you know, going through difficult situations, sometimes it's, it's better to get help, right? And if you can get help, then you can, you can get out of the situation faster. And I want that for people. That's the way that I, that I look, that's the way that I look at life is let's always help each other out and, and we can, we're in this together type of thing. But Essentially, the the insurance company, State Farm, they paid me uh, the total loss for my vehicle, and then I purchased a vehicle today. So I purchased a a uh, Nissan Leaf, uh, mainly because I am an advocate 
for the electrical community um, I'm a, or for non-gas community, I guess, in the sense that I think that we, I, in the sense that in my opinion, it's cooler or easier to just plug in your car, get it, you know, get it charged and start driving it. And it's better for the, uh, the environment. And that's important to me because eventually if you, again, if you haven't heard that me before, but I am a very adamant, um, advocator for interplanetary, um, interplanetary species as far as humans are concerned. And so, you know, like I, some of my stock portfolio has virgin space in it. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to make any actual money because I don't think that they had any revenue in 2020 so far. But um, I think that space travel and um, space as far as the um, as far as as space as uh, uh, a vacation destination, I think that's freaking awesome. And I'm an advocate for that. Uh, I'm an advocate for certain things um, with uh, Elon Musk. We had, I don't know him, but we had differences opinions on the coronavirus piece of it. He's very capitalistic. Um, if anything, if if I am to stay in a capitalist society, I'm definitely going to be more of a centrist or leaning far le- uh, leaning more towards Democrat socialism where we have pl- things in place where we can monitor the capitalists and keep things in check in our economy so it doesn't hurt the average day person. Um, but but so, you know, but other than that, I'm a big fan for most of the things that Elon Musk does um, as far as the boring company goes, as far as Tesla goes, as far as SpaceX, same thing with Blue Origins. Um, I think that we as a society need to come together and kind of get to an understanding of where we want our our species to be and how we want to become an interplanetary species. The reason being is because eventually the Earth will not be here. And eventually our universe will not be here. So even if we need to travel to different universes to have to continue our existence, that's something that we need to be thinking about now so that we can get to a better position in the future to be able to do that. And I know that that sounds really weird. I don't I'm in in Buddhism. Um, if you look at any type of Buddhist Buddhist cosmology, there are different universes, different planes, things like that. And so for a Buddhist perspective, it's not that difficult. I can understand from a Jesus perspective or from a Christian perspective, um, cosmology doesn't fall into that, into that kind of thinking. Usually it may. And if, if it does, you know, reach out to me on social media and we can definitely discuss it. But, but as far as I'm concerned, you know, those types of things are really important to me. And that's the reason why I decided to go for a Nissan Leaf. And then to also be able to get into a position where I can probably buy a Tesla. I just didn't want the payment. And that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about today um, as far as business is concerned is the way that we consume things um, and things that are going to get get your business to, to, I guess, longevity. And then also to think about the way that you leverage debt to your advantage and how that cash flow um, is utilized. Because if you think about those things in your personal life and in your business life, both of those things will be much better off because of the way that we, because of the way that you're utilizing cash flow and the way that you're utilizing debt. So that, that's kind of what I want to talk about. So let's talk about this Nissan Leaf. So I bought the Nissan Leaf for, from Carvana. It, came, it was a 2015 Nissan Leaf. I put $6,500 towards it. I'm keeping some of the other money that I received to put towards paying uh, something else off, which will free up an extra $100, okay? So when you're thinking about cash flow, think about, if we're just talking about cash flow, think of the things that open up cash flow for you. 
you. Don't think of the interest rate. Don't think of the the the, the value of the asset at this point. Just think about how how your cash flow is being utilized. And 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 when it comes to bills, does it make sense for you to pay off something to free up cash flow? So let's let's think about this in the way of cash flow. So I put sixty five hundred dollars towards the car. I'm taking another twelve hundred dollars that I received, paying off a, a laptop that we bought for um, the business. And then that laptop was costing me a hundred dollars a month. So I freed up. It was really ninety four. I freed up ninety four dollars right there. Okay, but then I bought bought the new car, the the new car payment I pushed out for 72 months, 72 months, which is stupid if we're thinking about interest. But if we're thinking about cash flow, it allowed me to get a car payment for only $84. So if we're looking at a $94 and I'm paying off the laptop, $84, I just freed up $10 in cash flow for my every month, which we could invest that $10. We could put it towards something else. But when we think about the insurance increase, which came out to about $13, I'm negative $3 now. Okay, but it required me to push out the car for 72 months, pay off this other laptop. So I'm roughly in almost the same exact position I was prior to this, except for the increase in the the $13 increase in my insurance every month for having the uh, for having the Nissan Leaf. Okay, so if we're just talking about cash flow, that's one of the things that you want to think about when you think about cash flow. And that same concept, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, is because that same concept you need to think about in everything that you do in your life, okay? Because the, the more cash that you have that's being spent on expenses, or what we usually think about bills, okay? That cash is being utilized for probably something when it could be utilized to purchase other assets, Okay. Now, one of the biggest things that gets really confusing and difficult in the financial community is Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. And, and the, the main reason why Robert Kiyosaki is kind of a pain in the ass, in my opinion, and should, should maybe kind of, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to sell this concept of how to be rich and a lot of people benefit from that. So it's difficult for me to say that. I personally am not a fan of Robert Kiyosaki, um, except for his, his, what he calls his cash flow quadrant, which isn't, which, which we're not going to talk about right now, but if you want to go look up Robert Kiyosaki cash flow quadrant. And so one of the things that he talks about a lot is house isn't an asset. And here's the thing. So what he's trying to say is that anything that generates you cash is an asset. Anything that doesn't generate you cash is a liability. So if you have a house that you live in, right, that you're not having any cash flow come out of, even if you have it completely paid off and it's not getting, it's not generating any cash for you, then he looks at that as a liability. So, uh, which isn't really what an asset and liability is. And so a, li a liability is debt. And you utilize debt to what you call leverage yourself so you can purchase assets with that debt that then generate you cash flow. Okay. So when we just think about assets and liabilities, assets are things that you own that either appreciate or depreciate. So a car, in my instance, with my Nissan Leaf, is an asset that I don't give a shit about um, because that asset itself doesn't appreciate in value. It depreciates in value. It gets less and less every year, right? Um, because it's not it in and it, it of itself is there's not a market for it specifically. So, well, so let me let me kind of take 
let me kind of go back. The reason why houses appreciate is because as things build up around that house and the community gets stronger and better or people do upgrades to that house, then the the house that's next door could possibly sell more because this specific house that I'm in sold for a certain dollar about. And so there's this market that exists for real estate or for residential housing where I can say, okay, well, in the houses, these neighborhoods are currently, the houses are currently going for, you know, $400,000 and I bought it for $300,000. And so if I sell for $400,000, I have $100,000. But as more people, more people buy those houses, that market goes up. cars work a little bit differently because they're constantly being utilized and their value goes down. Now, if you put money into that car and you sell it, you know, not to someone who's just looking at the Kelly blue book, but you're selling it in a market where that car makes sense, like maybe a a Japanese um, drifting car or something along those lines, you could probably sell it for more than what the car to the rest of the market would be be useful for. Okay. So when we're thinking about assets an asset depreciates in value or it depreciates in value, a liability is any type of debt that exists, um, for on you as an individual. So like a credit card, you could have a bunch of debt, but maybe it went to pay for expenses and it didn't go to pay for any assets. Okay. But that cat, that credit card could be providing a type of cash flow for you to go and purchase more inventory for your business. So then that way you can sell that inventory and then pay off that that debt. So it's really it's really important that you as a business owner have a good understanding of how assets work, how liabilities work, and how they how assets generate generate cash for you, okay? And so when I think of like uh, when I think of Age of Radio, Age of Radio generates cash for me in a couple of ways. It gives me earned income if I pay myself as a CEO, okay? So that's a form of earned income. The other way that it it, it adds value to me is it, any profits that are left over, I can distribute those, right? Those become dividend income or distribution incomes or um the way that Age of Radio is set up, it would roll over to October Revolution Corporation and we would pay dividends out on those shares of stock. Um, but if you have profit left over, you could do distributions to yourself, which are taxed differently than earned income, okay? Because earned income, um, traditionally, if you're doing it as a W, um, a two employee, it's subject to the progressive tax bracket that we have in the United States. If you're doing it as, say, like a contractor employee or a 1099 to yourself, I believe it has like an 18% flat tax rate on that income that you generate to yourself. But anyways, the point is, is that the business itself can generate income to me in different ways. Okay. And so that's why that's a good asset. And it, as we get better and we increase revenue and we increase profits, the value of that asset goes up and it appreciates. So that's why it, it a business is a good asset to have. And when we're talking about if you're going to do anything with your money, right? The main, the number one thing that you should do is start a business because it can create different sources of income for you in and of itself. You can work it and earn earned income. You can get shares of the profit from it and it creates value for you based off of your ownership stake in that business. So a lot of these, these people, right? They're telling you to go get real estate. They're telling you to, um, go and go and, um, get, uh, mainly real estate is the number one thing, make a class for yourself, um, or a class that you can sell to people that might be a a better one than maybe getting the real estate, or they're telling you to go and buy stocks and bonds and different securities that can build a good, good financial portfolio for you where I'm a specific advocate. If you're going to do one thing and one thing only, right? Okay. 
start a business. If you have money, start a business. One of the things that I was doing today, which this is how an entrepreneurial mindset, an entrepreneurial mindset works, right? Um, is that is that I was cleaning my windows, right? There's a franchise called Window Genie. That would be a great franchise for me to have, have someone run. We could, we're close to Sun City. We can go and try to sell to some of the elderly people to clean their ducks, uh, their, you know, their ducks of their house, clean their, um, uh, sorry, not ducks, their gutters, the gutters on their house. We could uh, wash their windows. We could help them with tinting on their windows. There's so many other things that Window Genie does. And if you didn't have the money to start that franchise, what you could do is hire someone do the window cleaning, save up that money, then buy the franchise and slowly grow it. Like one of the things that people get caught up with all this shit on, you know, on the internet, like Grant Cardone or like Robert Kiyosaki or any of these other people, which they're, they're, I'm sure they're nice people. So I don't want to, I don't want to be negative about them as human beings, but, but they're just trying to sell you these ways to get wealthy when getting wealthy, um, and, and getting rich, you know, if that's your number one goal, then maybe some of these things will work for you. But if you want longevity, right, longevity in it, then build something that is sustainable over long periods of time and long and, and years of time. Those things take time to get going. And once they get going, you might be able to sell some of those businesses and make millions and millions of dollars. Some of those businesses might generate and make millions and millions of dollars for you. But Doing that and selling yourself for the thing that you're good at or the thing that you enjoy doing will work out much better for you than investing in your 401k plan and investing in an IRA, just building a stock portfolio, right? Before you do any of that, start a side business for yourself and get it going, okay? And then start maybe if you have another a career and you just have a side hustle that you're working on, focus on the 401k, then add in an IRA, then talk to an advisor about building an investment account while you're building that other business, right? If you put the time into all of these things and 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 get enjoyment out of those things, in the long run, you will have wealth beyond your means by the time that you retire, you know? You might not have it in your 20s. You might not have it in your 30s. 30s is really young. 40s is really young these days. I think now the average the average age that people live is actually 55 years old. So, um, so sorry, not the average age that people live. Middle age is now considered 55 years old. If we were all average lifespan was 55 years old, we would be really screwed. Um, but um, the, the middle age now is closer to 55. It's not 40 anymore right? So you have time to do all these things. You have time to learn and continue growing and building businesses. And that's the fun in it. But you have to find the thing that you're good at or something that you enjoy. And then as you find more things that you enjoy and more things that you want to learn, how can you make money with those things and provide jobs for other people and grow that into a business? How can you enter intertwine your family in it? Okay. And so all, so going back to the Nissan Leaf and, and the cash flow piece of it is that I didn't want to purchase a car, right, that strapped me for more cash flow because my cash flow is is utilized for certain things. A lot of it goes into Age of Radio. You know, I'm trying to start a finance company called Q Financial, okay, where we can do taxes. I want to start a tax firm. I want to start a law firm. There's so many things that I want to do that I'm working on, right? I want to get my family more involved with it. it it's not beneficial for me to tie up more of that cash flow. So when I put the put the loan at 72 months for that car, yeah, that's that's stupid, okay? If we're if you're going to buy a car and your goal is to buy that car as fast as you can, um, it 
if you, okay, if your goal is to buy that car as fast as you can, do not tie up your cash flow in it. Do the longer term like I did and then put a plan in place to get it paid off within a certain period of time so you don't end up paying all of that interest on it, okay? So I think the interest only comes out to like 1200 bucks or something that I pay on top of the uh, payment of my, uh, the payment of uh, the Carvana, like the Carvana care. But like, so I did that, so it didn't tie me up on cash flow, okay? Then I have a plan in place, right, to pay off certain things and then pay that off as quickly as possible. I am the fuck not going to, excuse my language, I am well, I am not going to have that car payment for longer than a year. I hate buying cars, like I'm pretty adamant on that. So when you're doing anything, you wanna think about how that ties up your cash flow and put a plan into place to get that specifically tied off. Now, the reason why you want to not tie up that cash flow, but still have a plan in place to use that cash to pay it off quicker is in case something comes up. So then you're not in a tight space because what ends up happening a lot of times in our businesses or in our everyday lives, we get a loan, right? And that payment, right, is larger than what we should have that payment for, okay? And so we do that sometimes say, okay, I wanna pay this off quickly, right? But if something else happens, it might put you in a position where now your money is so tight where if you didn't have that such a large payment, you would have that freed up cash flow to utilize for something else. And a lot of the times when you think about like a 15-year mortgage or a 30-year mortgage, it makes more sense to do the 30-year mortgage. Now, you if you end up paying that 30-year mortgage, you're going to pay more, right? But it ties up that cash flow that you could otherwise utilize for something else. Or you can maybe split that cash flow, utilize the cash flow to invest in something else than if you did a 15-year mortgage, and then take that other half and put towards the 30-year mortgage and pay it off sooner and not pay that off. Or like some people like to do, you take that extra cash flow, you were willing to pay that much, right? You were willing to have that 15-year mortgage, right? You can afford that 15-year mortgage, but you do a 30-year mortgage, right, that has like a low interest on it, and then you take that additional money and you put it in a different investment that's yielding a larger return and then whatever that difference is in that return is what you're actually getting. Okay, so like if the mortgage is 4% interest and you have an investment in something else that's getting you a, you know, 20 per, we'll call it a 12% return, a 12% return a year, then that difference is that uh, uh, 8%. So 4% on the mortgage, um, 12% on the uh the whatever you're investing in leaves you an 8% spread. So you're actually coming out on top in that situation because you didn't go with that 15-year mortgage, okay? My thing with the mortgage piece of it, if it is the your house that you live in, the way that I look at it, though, and I just want you to think about this, when you're, especially when it comes to more houses, because house selling houses and flipping houses and doing all kinds of shit with houses is like always super popular with people. And it's like the number one investment that people go for, for some reason. But like, if you, if you're talking about the house that you live in, the sooner you get that paid off, you never have to worry about having a place to live again. And so for me, because I come from modest beginnings and, and, and kind of like a, a poor, uh, uh, a family that wasn't super well off, right? And we've always we had some difficulty, you know, making our payments. We had to refinance, um, you know, our house multiple times. You know, we do have that house paid off that I grew up in, um, but like, but, but it, 
once you have that paid off, you you will always have a place to live unless like your government comes in and does something or, you know, in our military, some, you know, something else happens or like a war <laughs> happens. But for the most part, you don't have to worry about having a house. And when you think about that, if you have a child, that child doesn't have to have, worry about having a house. And you just took care of a need, right? And once the needs are taken care of, then people have the ability to focus on things that they are really good at. And that's the reason why we don't see people be as successful as they otherwise could be because they're focused so much on not having needs, right? They don't have the needs that they need or the things that they need to be, you know, super successful or super bright or or to to have the get the good education or whatever because they're focused on trying to find food, right? Or trying to find a place to live. If you can just get your house and you never have to worry about having a place to live. Yeah, you have to pay property taxes on it and that kind of sting, but it's not, but, but for the most part, you will always have that home. And so- and that's just something to think about. But with, with your business or with you as an individual, always think about how your cash flow is. You know, get in a spreadsheet. Look at what bills that you have, where you can cut those bills back and free up some of that cash flow, and then put a plan in place of what you're going to do with that cash flow. If you're going to invest it in a business, or maybe this is your business, where can you take more of that money and invest into something else? And the more you do that and the, the less you consume of that money and the more that you invest it or put it aside or utilize it to your benefit, then all of a sudden you get into a place where you start seeing more and more money coming in, right? So like I've, I worked my ass off for three years. I get money from 3T Fitness, okay? I get money from Age of Radio. You know, I'm going to start these other businesses. I still have my job at the bank um, currently for the time being. And so like when, so I have all of these sources of income and I'm always trying to think of other sources of income to get more revenue streams coming in because they start building on each other. Then you can start hiring people. And then those people, you know, it cuts you down a little bit, but you're not putting in all of the work. And then you have all of this stuff going and it's like a snowball effect. You have the snowball, that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and you're getting all these sources of revenue coming in. That's what you need to think about. And sometimes you have to study, you have to learn. Like I'm getting ready to start doing a, um, learn how to program better so we can build our app. You know, it wasn't, it, I suck at, folk making sure that I'm studying every night. You know, I study a lot, but I'm not doing it as much as I would if I was taking a class on it. I'm not learning things the same way that I would if I had an instructor that was teaching me. It's okay. I'll bite the bullet. I'll spend the $400, right? Because I have that $400 coming in from other sources. I'll take that $400. I'll invest in learning how to drive a program, invest in Android development, and then start making apps because that's a skill set that I need and my family members need and my businesses need to move forward. And, and those things are the way that you need to start thinking about your life and and what you, and how you're living and what you're trying to accomplish and what you look back on you know I have a friend who um, uh, the Xbox Series X just came out and I didn't know this but my wife purchased the Xbox Series X um, from she was able to get it from Costco and so first of all the Xbox Series X looks phenomenal so if you have <laughs> if you are a gamer I would recommend getting a PlayStation 5 or Series X the graphics do do look outstandingly better on the same game that she was playing on her one of our Xbox ones and so so the reason why I mentioned that is I was talking to a friend and he was like oh I'm super jealous that you got that and I was like don't be jealous of me because 
I, the last time I played a video game was when I got a Switch for my birthday when I turned 36 and I'm 37 now. So I don't think I played one video game in almost a year, over a year. And that's because my focus is building my business, getting my family closer, trying to figure out how to integrate my family into my businesses and build a long lasting legacy that will outlive me and, and set my, my children up and my nieces and nephews up to be a prominent figure within Arizona and a prominent figure within Glendale. And those are the things that I feel that if you take the time and look at it and think about, you could do, be doing a lot better for your life, um, for, for yourself by putting it in and by putting in the work. And when I talk about putting in the work, I mean more along the lines like if you are an average regular American um, that has a normal regular IQ, I think my IQ is actually on the, the lower side, but people disagree because of all of the education I've had. Uh, but I don't personally think I'm very smart. I think I just have a really good work ethic. And so um, um, – but if you are just a regular average human being that has a regular IQ, all of your legs work, you don't have any type of mental disability, then yes, you can work yourself out of most situations. Okay? But if you are if you are if you have are in poverty or if you don't have the means to just have the regular things like a house, food, water, healthcare, then it is much more difficult for you to work yourself out of things. Um, and I just know that firsthand because I've done it. And so, so I just want you to kind of think about that. If you are on a level playing field right now and you don't have any full setbacks, the work that you put in you know, you, you should do. I was working for the bank last night until like 11 o'clock getting caught up on some stuff. It was a Friday night last night when, well, I'm recording this on Saturday. So you have to put in work if you're going to get beneficial, if you're going to benefit and you have to be putting work in on the right things. But to, to re-clarify, think about your cash flow, think about where your money is going, think about what you're consuming, reduce that consumption, free up some of that cash, any way that you can, and then utilize that cash to grow your business. Each of each one of you has a skill set. And now I don't know everybody can be a businessman. Some people may have a good side hustle because they're selling themselves, and that might just be the thing that they're good at. They might not have the acumen to 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 operate that business. But if you want to make some side money, use my window genie example. Like I was literally seriously, man, I could probably go and clean windows. This is fun. I enjoyed cleaning the windows for some weird reason. I enjoy doing. Uh, just because my whole life has been about um, education and working at a desk, I enjoy doing manual labor things. Now, someone who's doing manual labor would probably be like, man, I wish that I was doing something else. That's that's how I think that the world is as far as people, you know, liking something and then not liking the other thing or vice versa. Um, but but I enjoyed that. Man, I could totally go and I could even undercut some of the professionals. I feel that I could do a really good job. I enjoyed it. I can maybe charge like 10 bucks a window instead of 20 or 30 bucks a window or however the hell they charge. And I can make some extra money doing something that I enjoy that elderly people can't do. Hell, even other people couldn't do. So you have to, you have something that you can do that you can sell yourself, you can sell to the consumer and not sell to an employee to use. And that's one of the things that I want you to remember. You have the ability to sell yourself to a consumer rather than sell yourself to an employer to use. Don't sell yourself to an employer. Sell yourself to the client. Sell yourself to the consumer and get them all of the money from it because the employer is going to undercut you so they can have a profit. End of story.
So anyways, I hope that you found some value in this. We're going to really focus on getting more of these toward uh, these podcasts, uh, more business uh, uh, educational. Um, we're going to have we're going to try to focus on getting some people on here to do some interviews with um, and really focus on growing this podcast. So please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I will talk to you guys later. Have a great night or day or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.